What is going on, guys? My name is Mac, and across from me, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur, lifelong friend and basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howell. And uh, we are back for the 28th, right? Yeah. The 28th episode think, think of the it. Press Breaker Podcast. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> what, dude? It wasn't that bad. Caught me off guard. I was wondering what you're about to do, but it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate I, it. I'm just, it, it was just a spitball idea, man. You didn't have to make it awkward. No, I just don't let it happen again, all right? You know? All right, well, <laughs> anywho. Yeah, we're back. 28th episode. Almost to the big 3-0. And uh, it's been a fun journey so far. Almost to the big, yeah, the big 30. I, I just, I like heard you say it, and I guess I just did acknowledge you said it because I was going to say it again because I'm stupid. But, uh, yeah, and... The, the Garrett brain just ran out of steam. Okay, so here we go today. We got nothing on the itinerary. Um, we got no special theme today. We have no special, you know, episode. No special topics we're going to talk about. We're just going to sit here and talk shop about the NBA because that's what we do. And that, that's just what we have planned today. However, we do have... The trivia that we missed out on last week, I will say, we completely dropped the ball on that one. Um, But I have to ask Garrett three questions today. And if you don't mind, Garrett, would you please remind us on the overall standings for the trivia? Um, okay. Hello. Hello, Garrett. Hello. Hello. What just happened? I have no idea what just happened. Well, I just talked for like a minute and you didn't say anything. Yeah. So it just, I couldn't hear you that whole time. I have no idea what happened. It just didn't hear you at all. Didn't hear a word you said. Okay, so for anybody who hasn't been able to tell because of our technical difficulties, we are virtual again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we're virtual, to be honest. Uh, that's something uh, to take up with old Garrett over there. No computer currently. Why is that? At the what happened box. to our computer? Uh, the press box... The press box's uh, location had a server issue, so the boss man of said spot had to move some cu- computers around. So oh. the one that was in the press box is not currently in there. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, some got in and messed with a bunch of them, so that was the whole dilemma. Like someone? No, something. Some, not something. Like... One of them got in on one of the guys' computers, and then just like in, went in through all the through the server into the other computers in the office. Man, infected. 
because you're downloading all them adult films on those computers over there, man. Hey, we don't have to talk about what I do after the <laughs> office hours, all right? Uh, okay. But, okay. No, but anyway, okay, before all that technical difficulty, sorry about that, guys. I informed the listeners that I have to give you three questions for this week's trivia. And yep. could you please inform us on the overall standings for the trivia? Through however many weeks we have done this now, I am sitting at four and three, and Mac is sitting at five and two. He currently has the upper hand by yes, the game, right? That would be a one game lead. Yep. So there you go. So, you know, I'm going to give you, I don't know, I wouldn't say these are layups, but I wouldn't say they're super hard either. Yeah. So, yeah, here we go. First one. What was. The record of the 2020-2021 Minnesota Timberwolves. Is that I'll a short a season? Yes, I'll give you a hint to help you out. They finished 13th in the Western Conference. Okay. What was? Do you, how many games did they play? Can I ask that? Is that okay? Oh, uh, they played 72, I believe. Got it. Okay, then my guess is hold on a second 25 and 47 you were extremely close it was 23 and 49 oh i knew it was in the low to mid 20s i knew it was right in there that was actually very close very close Mm. Good now, question, though. I like it. To the nearest whole number, how many points is LeBron James averaging this season? 29. Hey, okay. You got it right. Didn't even, no hesitation. He just straight off the hip. Okay. I just happened to see something yesterday about how he uh, doesn't like, or like doesn't like feel like he has to or like likes to do this, but he's not going to slow himself down. As far as scoring as much as he has been. Yeah, he's playing. He's low-key playing some of the best basketball of his career right now. And he's 37. Yep. And I feel bad for the guy. Because that's not why he went to the Lakers. To be carrying. Yep, that's true. (laughs) He did not go to the Lakers to be carrying teams at 37. So, shouts to AD and Russell Westbrook. But LeBron is LeBron. And he will do these things. Okay. Next question, another counting stat question, and actually a good transition into the topic I wanted to talk about for a little bit. To the nearest whole number, how many rebounds is Evan Mobley averaging? 11. Ooh, you are not correct there. It's 10, isn't He's it? averaging 8 rebounds a game oh that's disgusting i'm disappointed in him really you're disappointed disappointed he could get 10 you know i yeah i think he could get 10 but he's also averaging 50 30 and almost 68 shooting splits and i'll give him a a slight pass because he is playing in a front court with jared allen or kevin love at all times, so who are very good rebounders in their own respect. Yep, correct. Um, so, 
but the front court, man. So anyway, before I get into that, that is one and two for you this week. Yep, five and five overall now. Five and five. Not bad. Not bad. Not great. So I would have to go 0 for 3 next week to be tied with Mm -hmm. you. Which you will. You're about to give me some ungodly hard questions next week, aren't you? Maybe. Or maybe I'll just give you ones that you'll overthink. Maybe, yeah. But but that is one thing I wanted to talk about today. And that's Evan Mobley, man. The dude, every time I watch him play, I just further... I, I don't really know what the word would be. I further distinguish my opinion. I, I, I don't even know if that's right. I think he's generational, is what I'm trying to say. I think that dude is a generational talent. I think that he will be an all-star, and he will be... He, he'll be an all-star captain one day. Uh, I haven't like watched like with like watched games enough. I just look at box scores a lot for the Cavs, but so I don't know. I can't like totally speak on the generational talent part, but I do agree. Like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be locked for all-star for a lot of years. I think probably at he, least seven. The fact that he's seven foot and can handle the ball like his backcourt teammate Darius Garland can. Uh-huh. And he can also shoot decently well. You know, he he might not shoot threes a lot, but he's one of those guys, you know, low shot clock, give it to him in the corner at the top of the key, there's a good chance he knocks it down. And, and I, I mean, I just think that for averaging 15 and 8, along with almost three assists his rookie year, I think really just the sky's the limit for him. Absolutely, and like you, you touched on his ball handling, and that's why I was so high on him. I, like that's why I thought he's gonna be so good coming out uh, into the draft, just because like you really rarely see somebody that actually play. Like obviously Giannis is big, handles ball. KD big, handles ball, but they're like small forwards, right? Evan Mobley is like a for real big, and to see him handling the ball like that, just like that really caught my eye. And that's how that's when I kind of knew that he was gonna be legit. Because obviously, when you're an athletic long seven footer pause. Uh, you're you're gonna have the ability to get rebounds, block shots, and just have a if assuming you have a good offensive repertoire as well. Yeah, so I agree. And it actually says here, uh, published by Hoops Rumors. Um, I don't know how true this is, but Karis Levert, Eric Gordon, and Terrence Ross are among the top trade targets for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Interesting. I know that all three of those dudes are on the block from their respective teams, but if I'm the Cavs, I'm not trading for Eric Gordon flat out. I don't think. Um, no, definitely not. I I, I agree. I just feel that. like if you if you can lock up a bench piece, or if you can bring in a bench piece for the playoffs, you might as well go for the younger one, right? And yeah, especially Karis Levert is probably the main one because he's a starter caliber. But then you then you get into the game of how much you have to give up and what this Pacers team's going to want out of them, which is probably too much in in all honesty, because they're gonna yeah. be, like, we've talked about they're rebuilding now. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's, it's just sad to see, uh, because, you know, you had a very good, a very thorough roster when it comes to Cleveland, you know, you had Darius Garland, you had Colin Sexton, who's now out for the year. You had Ricky Rubio who came in and played amazingly. He's out for the year. Um, yep. and 
you know, you have Laurie Markinen who is starting to turn a new leaf. You know, everybody thought his career might be kind of on the downhill drag. He's shown a lot of promise in Cleveland. And you have Kevin Love, who seems like he's playing with a little bit more excitement now. You know, he he was stuck on a very bad team for, what was it, three years, four years? Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of stuck on that Cleveland team by himself and, you know, re- even refused to play last year, if I'm not mistaken. Was it last year or two seasons ago? That I he just didn't when play. He did that. Um, but anyway, yeah, that. it seems like he's got a little bit of pep in his step. You know, he's 33. I still think he's not worth his big old contract for sure. But I'm glad to see that he's, you know, enjoying himself in Cleveland. He's, you know, being a good leader to the people in the locker room, to those young players. And they have someone like Rajon Rondo as well, who's only been there for five games, but however, almost averaging 10 points a game. And he's really given LeBron type vibes back to Cleveland with his amazing playmaking and his amazing effort on defense. I mean, you just really have a solid, solid team there. And I think when all these injuries get done and they can make a trade that doesn't give up a significant piece from them, if they can throw like two, two end of the bench guys and maybe a first round pick at like Orlando to get Terrence Ross, that would be amazing for them. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's just so crazy, like, you know, uh, that the the Cleveland has gone through heavy guard losses, you know, Sexton and Rubio, and they're still the third seed in the East now. Not still. I don't think they ever were. But now they're up to the third seed in the East. I think that's even more impressive that they don't have those key guys and they're still making it work with, with you know, just whatever they've got, right? I think Darius Garland – I think – not Darius Garland, excuse me. Kevin Love is, like, I think the X factor there, right? Because he's – been playing a lot better now and it looks like he's actually finally buying into playing in Cleveland again, you know? Yeah. I think it's really big for them. I agree. I agree. And it's just the amount of money that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to end up having next mm. season is going to be insane. Um because there is unfortunately you still have another year of Kevin Love that you have to pay. So that's tough. So 2022 isn't going to be the greatest of seasons uh, for or greatest of off seasons. This uh, this coming up off season isn't going to be the greatest for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they have team options that they can pick up on Darius Garland and Isaac Okoro. Um, and they've got a lot of guys on one year deals right now. They've got Colin Sexton, who unfortunately, I think has already or I don't know why I said unfortunately who fortunately I think has already agreed to extend. It's kind of odd for a rookie to not extend. So hopefully they can extend him and everything be perfectly fine. You have Darius Garland, who already is guaranteed next year because he has the team option, and Cleveland would be absolutely foolish to not pick up his team option. So you can pretty much consider him there. Uh, You got Shetty Osman, who's going to be there. You got Evan Mobley, who's you know locked up until 2025. So that's cool. And then you have Jared Allen, who made that big flat bag of $20 million a year for the next five years. So you've got him for the foreseeable future. He is 23 years old, man. Jared Allen he's is 23 so years good. old, and it feels like he's been in the league for so long already. It's probably because he looks like Wilt Chamberlain. He's been, yeah. Like, he just, like he he gives, just imported from the 60s. And he, gives, uh, Afro. he gives those Devin Booker vibes, man. Because like, he came in the league at what I True. believe is 18. And like Devin Booker, it yeah. seems like Devin Booker's going into his what seventh year next year. Yep. And he's only 
what, 25? 25. Yeah. yeah. Just turned 25, too, I think, a couple months ago. Them young boys. They are. They are extremely young, and it's so cool to see. Uh, Something I think is pretty wild, and I never really thought about until it happened, is how important KD was to the Nets' success here. Obviously, they're still fourth seed in the East, but you know they are just not even close to the same team. I know that sounds stupid to say, but their roster is not that bad. Where I think they would have, like, they would struggle as much, you know, especially with Kyrie being back. But they're on a three-game skid right now. Look at that. They are on a three-game skid, and one of those losses yep. actually came to the very dwindled down Nuggets. I do remember that. I, I uh, watched that game. I think that game was last night. Uh, um, Tuesday. They. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at the Lakers game. Yeah, they played last night. Yeah, they played uh, second night of a back to back. They lost. They barely lost. But Jamal Murray was very active on Twitter after that W. Um. When's Jamal he Murray. He's kind of. I don't know if you follow him much on Twitter or Instagram or keep up with him. I don't think I follow him on Twitter. But he's he's been staying out of pocket. That man needs to get back on the court. I think he's got some, he's got some pent up rage or something because he is he has been out of pocket with his uh with his tweets all year. Been acting a fool out here. He has been kind of acting a fool. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, you know who's not acting a fool? Who's that? Marcus Cousins. Yeah, where did he get picked up? To? Just been the Nuggets. Oh yeah, that's true. He did get picked up to the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, still can't believe that. The that Milwaukee released him after a fifteen point ten board game. Yeah, <laughs> three steals super, and a block in that super game. Super unlucky too. for for Boogie Man. Um, unfortunately, I just think his time might be over. I thought so, but like for the minutes he gets now, his numbers are pretty solid. For yeah, I, I think mean, he gets. I mean, I agree with that. 15 minutes a game, averaging eight and six assist and a steal. I think that's pretty solid. I wish that yeah. it's also kind of like, I don't know if we've, I can't remember if we've talked about this with other players before, but it's just like, there's not really a spot for him either. You know, no, like, yeah, all these young, young bigs are starting to come in that are actually good. Now there's not like much of a lull there. So it, it's hard for him to find that role. Cause who needs like, I don't know, because let's say he is all the way healthy and gets back. To, who has the money and the spot to pay him like a starter now, right? Because there's not really anybody that he would no. go to, at least, because he's ring chasing now, right? I mean, oh, yeah. why wouldn't you ring chase? Yeah, I would. No doubt. Yeah. I don't blame him at all. Mm, but I'm trying to think of a team back, that could fit him, and I don't think there is one. Well, back to the Nets. I, I wanted to say this, until you, but you got off on your DeMarcus Cousins tangent, which was a good tangent. For we'll say. Good tangent. But... I'm scared for the Nets' success because, yeah, you know, they have the three-headed monster of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. That should be enough to win a championship just just there. But the thing is, it's not because teams are good now. Like, every NBA team is good except, you know, you have, like, the the Pistons, the Magic, the Rockets. You know, they're, they're a little lackluster. They kind of stink. Uh-huh. But everybody else has pieces. Everybody else is good. They have... If they don't have like superstar once in a lifetime players, they've got young players who could turn into that. 
and who have showed flashes of that. And it's just like you look at the uh, you look at the Nets roster, and you see Patty Mills, which like no disrespect to Patty Mills, but when Patty Mills is your fourth option, it's it's kind of sad, you know. And then you have Nick Claxton here, who has no business being asked to score the ball. He's just a he's just a rim protector and a rebounder. Kessler Edwards, a two way player. <laughs> Is your eighth best is. scorer, um, and I mean you have Cam Thomas, who I really am kind of disappointed with. I thought he was going to shine in the league after that humongous summer league performance. Um, you have Dayron Sharp, who I will say does play very good defense. So shout out to him for that. Bruce Brown, same thing. Uh, Blake Griffin, who's fell out of the rotation. Um, I don't know if he got picked back up into the rotation. I think he might have. Uh, he only did last night because James Harden and Nick Claxton both didn't play. Like, the Nets almost won that game last night without Kyrie, James Harden, or uh, KD. Yeah. So that's but kind of impressive in itself. We also have James Johnson, Paul Millsap. It's just like, when it comes to the playoffs, will will the will the team of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Joe Harris, and I guess Nick Claxton, will those seven players be able to win a championship? Because you know Cam Thomas isn't going to get play time in the playoffs. He's a rookie. He's a unless rookie. He's, unless he steps it up. Yeah. I, Dayron Sharp, maybe for his defense. Bruce Brown, maybe for his defense. But, like, is that team good enough to go all the way? And I know that I don't mean any disrespect because asking if a team's good enough that has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, that's pretty shady to ask if they're good enough because they should be. But, the, like, mm-hmm. I'm saying these teams are deep now. Teams are deep. They have depth. They have scoring. They have defense everywhere. It's just like, are we maybe, is it maybe too late for this team to make a run? Uh, mm, I think so. Just because it really does come down to like, uh, pretty much it comes down to all those young guys that are pretty much nobodies that you've named. Like how they're going to perform because Paul Millsap, by the way, out in Brooklyn, like they're trying to trade him right now. They agree that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, James Johnson is James Johnson. He he's not like he's not very. I don't know. It's not anything special. He never really was. Like he's just a defense and rebounding guy, and maybe one fight every week kind of guy. <laughs> That's James Johnson. Uh. Like I said, I don't even know who Kessler Edwards is. I've clicked on his name so many times. Like when I look at Brooklyn box scores, I just look at him like I just don't know who this is. Uh, Bimbry, he could he could make a little move for him. DeAndre Bimbry, he, he is good. He could be solid. He could be solid for them in the playoffs. And again, Blake Griffin, wild that he doesn't play anymore. I know he's nothing special, but I feel like it's weird to not even give him minutes. Um, yeah, I don't think they can do it, dude. I think it's I think it's gonna be a similar situation to the Lakers where it's just the bench is so uh old and just not good or deep enough that it's gonna cost them a ring. Yeah. And I mean we say that thing. but Kevin Durant is still leading the league in scoring at thirty three years old, which is so nuts. God, I love Kevin Durant. I love he's Kevin so Durant. I'm gonna be so sad when he's out of the league. Um but yeah, like, 
you have you have all these Eastern teams who are finally deciding to show up, and unfortunately, I think they've showed up at just the wrong time for the Nets. Man, like you have the Heat, who have gone on an ungodly good run. I knew they were going to be good when they got Kyle Lowry in the offseason. I knew they were going to be... I didn't think they were going to be a contender. I thought they were going to be like a 6-7 seed, maybe. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a 5 seed. But Max Strauss... I think that's how you say it. Max Struess. Struess. You had it. Struess. Okay. Max Struess. He has stepped up. That dude is good. Gabe mm-hmm. Vincent. That dude is good. It's just like Miami... I don't know if it's Eric Spolstra. I don't know if it's the front office. I don't know whatever. I don't know what it is. I, I could not tell you what it is. But they do a fantastic job of taking these role players and applying them perfectly yep. every single game so they shine. Mm-hmm. Like, when I turn on a Heat game and I'm watching Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and Tyler Hero go off, instead of watching Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo go off. That's how you know you've got a good team there. Absolutely. And really, obviously, getting Kyle Lowry for Dragic was big for them, but I think the X Factor low-key is Hero, playing like he should have been playing last year when he sucked. Yeah, like, he that fall-off he had was that so key for them. slump was crazy. Like, not key. is not It wasn't a good key for him, but... It was so big for them coming to the playoffs because then they had nobody to rely on on the bench. They had they mm-hmm. had nothing. So for him to finally be back, it's very good for the Heat, and that puts the, like like we talked about puts them right back into contender because that's really what it depends on is their bench and yeah. if he's there and the obviously he's averaging Struz almost twenty one well. points a game is so crazy to me. Yep, he's just. I mean, he's doing it good. He he's doing it big. He, he's Lou. He's pretty much Lou Williams for the Heat. He's going to yeah. be on the bench, but he's playing that 35 minutes a game. So, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Struce, cold night last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say cold. is before we get into that, I just wanted to say like a one off sentence here. I'm really sad that Bam Adebayo is having a down year. Mm. Because yeah, I, I haven't see him heard succeed. anything about him. And it's, oh. what's, up, what's crazy, it's not even a down year, really. It's just like a non-improved year, you know. Yeah, I mean he's down in points. Um, I think point nine, maybe like one point. So I mean, not you know, not the biggest thing, but like as young as he is, and the way he left off last season, you would expect him to. Uh, you would expect him to get better, like exponentially better. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just how development yeah, absolutely. works. And I mean, maybe it's the Miami culture. We saw the same thing with with Tyler Hero, except his sophomore year instead of his, what is that? What is this, Bam's fourth season? This would be Bam's fourth year. This is Bam's no, fifth year. No, this is Bam's fifth year, yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Cr- yeah, that's crazy to me. It feels like three is like the max he'd be in. Like, I almost feel like he came in with Tyler. Yeah, time is going by so fast. With these NBA seasons. And I honestly, I feel like COVID has to do with that. You know what I mean? COVID has destroyed my construct of time. Yeah. I can agree with that. I, absolutely. I can agree with uh, that. Yeah, Bam being down in points. He's also down in assists and blocks. Not that he's a crazy block king or anything, but... Well, he could definitely protect the rim. Expect- 
he should be up. He should be above one a game, and he's not. I agree. That's pretty much where I was going with that. I uh, agree. And I'm so, also yeah, hope... sorry. I was just um, going to say hopefully he gets it back. But yeah, uh, I was going to you know progress to another uh, team, a team that hasn't looked as good as maybe they should, and uh, that's the Dallas Mavericks. And sad to see it, Luka Doncic is having a down year, man. He is. Averaging 25, 9, and 9. Which, that sounds, it's still elite, right? Like, it's still ungodly elite. Like, the dude, the dude is cracked out of his mind. However, he did average 28.89 and 9.5 his sophomore season. So the fact that he's only averaging 25 now, which I guess... That could also be accredited to the fact that his teammate, Christoph Porzingis, has finally actually decided to show up in games. Maybe that is the reason. I'll tell you real quick. However, uh, I do, because Luka's one of my favorite players in the entire league, I do want to see him average like just ungodly amounts of points. Okay, so I looked at both of their last two season points per game, you know? Yes. And actually, the last three, because that's how long Kristaps has been there. Kristaps has averaged 20 a game, which surprised me all three years he's been at the Mavericks, which includes really? Luka averaging 28 that two seasons ago. So, yeah, it's not that. But it could be Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway. Mostly Jalen Brunson. Jalen yeah. Brunson's been... Tim Hardaway, uh, if balling. I'm not mistaken, he's probably averaging around 15. That's normally what he does. Uh, hold on. Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of just like a... Uh, he's kind of like just like a Terrence Ross, you know, a good 15-point-a-game a point, 15 point a game guy. Hold on. I got to find him. He wasn't in the last box score game. He was out. Uh, Brunson's averaging 16 this year, by the way. Oh, that, yeah, that's huge. I didn't realize and he was Hardaway's, doing that well. Yep, Hardaway is averaging 14 and a half. I must say, I but, feel very criminal liking Luka so much and liking the Mavericks. I've maybe seen two or three games of them this season. So, that's unfortunate. Um, that's on me. You know, that that, that really is just on me. Hand up, it's on you, man. The Mavericks have had 24 players play for them this season. And, unfortunately, Josh Green is not getting any playing time. I don't believe he's just I take that back. He is getting playing time. He's averaging 12 minutes a game and he's only averaging four points a game. That's kind of sad because in high school, that man was an absolute bucket. Absolute yep, and I would, bucket. I would say the problem is he's probably shooting a lot of threes and just not hitting him because he's shooting 29% from three, but 53% from the field. So if I had to guess when he's in for 12 minutes, he's jacking threes and not driving or anything. Yeah. Just based off his splits. That is full assumption. I have not watched. Somebody could tell me I'm completely wrong, and I could be, but I'm just assuming here. He did score nine a couple nights ago, though, so maybe he's on the way back. Yeah, that's uh, I think the biggest crime for the Mavericks is that Moses Brown doesn't play. I'm a huge Moses right? Brown advocate, yeah. and I, I will be till the day that I die. And I thought when they made that trade for him to get him out of OKC... Huge. I thought he'd play I thought he'd play a bigger role. Bro, I thought that was gonna be a massive trade. Like he'd play the five and Christoph's play the three because they're both mobile enough to do that. And then it just he just doesn't play. Like 
I, I get that's crazy to me because his numbers in OKC were pretty good. Yeah, they they were nuts. Like, he averaged eight and eight, and some of those and a lot of those games were even off the bench too. So yeah, like this man, this man Moses Brown had a per thirty six of fourteen and a half and fifteen rebounds. And there was a lot of games where he actually grabbed like fifteen boards. I'm pretty yes. sure he had a twenty board game. Didn't he have a twenty twenty game? I think so. I, I think he did. Um, is there a way to see game highs on? <sighs> yes, game highs. Oh, uh, rebound! He had a twenty three rebound game at OKC, God. and the highest he's rebounded for the Mavericks is seven. The Bro, longest he's he played in a game, a game at the in the Mavericks is twenty minutes. It's the longest he's played. Bro, that's so criminal. I don't get it. I I mean I, I mean I'm not there. I'm not I'm not in the front office. I'm not a coach. I'm not an assistant coach. I'm not in the locker room. But something just doesn't add up to me. Because I know damn good and well Dwight Powell ain't that good to take the minutes away from Moses Brown. Hell <laughs> like, no. I know damn good and well. And I mean Maxi Kleber, shout out to him, but he Maxi Kleber can move up and play the three. All he does is sit in the corner Absolutely. and play defense. So like I mean why? If, why are you not? Why are you not playing Moses Brown? Uh, and you know, you said that twenty-minute performance. He had fifteen points, uh, six boards, two blocks, and still when he got minutes, right? Like game. he got the minutes and he yeah. performed. So, yeah. Jason Kidd, Nico Harrison, I need you to listen to me right now. Play that boy Moses Brown, man. Play, play Moses Brown. Him and Luca, bro. I just, the, dude. The big three of Luca, Kristaps, and Moses Brown doesn't sound that bad to me. I'm just gonna, uh, I agree. I'm just going to keep it a buck. I'm just like in my head, this lineup Jalen Bronson, Luca, Tim Hardaway, maybe Maxi, so you have Tim, Tim off the bench, and then Kristaps and Moses Brown. That is such a tough lineup for yeah. teams to defend right out the gate. Yeah, I agree. And a, that's, a, that's a big lineup, too. That yeah. is a huge lineup outside of Jalen Brunson in that scenario. I mean, Jalen Brunson, so like, uh, he's 6'1". So, I mean, like, he's he's a decent yep. point guard size. Play Luka at the two. He's gone after this year, though, so rip to him. Who, Jalen? On the Mavs. Rip to him on the Mavs, yeah. He's about to get a fat bag from a team. You think Jalen Brunson's going to get a fat bag? From Yeah, not from the Mavericks. He's going to want way too much money. Okay. Averaging sixteen, four, and six. Yeah, he ain't okay. Nah, he he's gone. I must say, I think I disagree, but we'll see. We'll see. Hold on, I don't remember who it was, but somebody's requesting an ungodly amount of money in the off season. Man, I'd like uh, to see. And I want to say it was Jalen Brunson. Just. Hold on. So, I mean, Jalen Brunson is making $1.8 million a year right now. It's worth a lot more than that. Uh, I do agree with that. He is, ooh, he is unrestricted. That's, that is tough. He can accept any yeah, he, offer uh, he wants. Yep, he did not sign his extension. Bro, uh, this man, Luca, is, take a guess, actually. You know what? You know what? I will let you. I will change your trivia record to three and zero on the week if you can get this question right. Okay. How much money is Luka Doncic guaranteed with his current contract? 
Five seconds. 130 million. <laughs> Almost double that. 217 million. <laughs> Bro, that's that coming out of my that's coming out of Mark's pocket, dude. Batman. <laughs> listen to this. This year he's getting paid ten million dollars. I dude, I could live off ten million dollars for the rest of my life. I could I could live off ten million. That's next right year easily. He's getting thirty five point seven. The year after that, thirty eight point five. The year after that, forty one point four. The year after that, forty four point two. And then wrapping up his contract in 2026-27, million dollars. That makes you want to throw up, dude. That is a lot of money. And considering that he is only 22 and he's going to be what 27 when his contract is over, that Luka might go down as the richest player in NBA history when it's all said and done. Like Straight contract, like just like off contra- basketball contract, like yeah, basketball contract yeah. only. I mean, yeah, there's a good chance. And back to the Brunson thing, real quick. He is he is the one who's look seeking four years, eighty mil, so twenty a year. Oh man, that's what Jared Allen essential. money. Is he so worth pretty Jared much Allen? what I'm reading? The way Yahoo is putting it is that is pretty much starter money now. Like that's the starter going rate, right? Which wow. I guess with the the lifted cap, I mean that sounds about right. So, and the most the Mavs can offer him is four for fifty five point six mil. Dang. So, Dang. Celtics might sign him. Honestly, do the Celtics have I'm some just money? To think of teams because, and Schroeder's only on a one year. So, well, yeah, one year five point nine million. Yes, sir. What an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah. He... Biggest bag fumble of all time. Like, 100%. Yeah. But, um... Uh, Probably got, not really, but... I've got one I've got one topic here that I want to end off on, um, if that's cool with you. And I guess I'll let it slide. And it's the MVP ladder. And tell me why Joel Embiid should not win MVP. Because in my eyes, he's clear-cut MVP right now. Do you have like the actual Kia MVP top five? Yes. Like pulled up. Okay, will you read off to me? Because I remember reading one of it one of them the other day. Like I think it was Kia's and it pissed me off. Okay. Um so in in first place, Nikola Jokic. No. Hate it. <laughs> I thought you were saying like no, like I'm wrong, and I'm like, no nah, man, it's, it's right here. No, no, no. Probability, 41.4%. In second place, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo with a 17% chance to win it. Third, we have Joel Embiid with a 10% chance to win it. it. Fourth place, I'm really happy about this. Fourth place is Chris Paul with a 7.3% chance to win it, averaging 14 two steals, two turnovers a game. In fifth place, LeBron is in ninth, and that to me is criminal. But I guess it's because the Lakers aren't doing that well. But in tenth is Ja Morant. All right. Here is my top five. Hey, you'll never... You know who's in sixth? 
MVP race right now? Uh, um, no, I can't even think of who I would guess. <laughs> Rudy Gobert is in sixth place. Now, tell me why I should cancel this podcast forever. Tell me why I shouldn't cancel it right now forever. <laughs> 16 points a game. 15, to be fair, 16 and 15 are nuts numbers. Like, like Absolutely. Those are nuts numbers. And I mean, he's averaging two and a half blocks a game with almost a steal a game. And Listen, he is shooting. I, he is shooting seventy-one percent from the field. That is, I'm not gonna lie. That he's having a hell of a season. Absolutely, and I gave him his props last week. But there is only two centers that are in the MVP conversation, and that should be, and that is Embiid and Jokic. Anybody else can buzz off, get out. I don't care what you're averaging. If they, nobody else that. The center has the impact that those two have, and that's the MVP, right? So, I think it's bogus. I think it is absolutely bogus. But Curry shot his way all the way down to seventh on the MVP ladder. He, man, his shooting slump has been bad. That makes me scared for when he comes back, though. (laughs) Yeah, he is going to be on a heater, bro. He's going to be on the heater of all heaters once playoff time rolls around. Guarantee it. I'm yeah. predicting it right now, actually. He's going to stay in this like shooting slump, air quotes around shooting slump at this point, because he might just kind of mess around. And then when playoffs comes, he is going to be firing on all cylinders. Him and Clay. Mm. Uh, don't forget my boy, the Mitten, dude. Yep. The... <laughs> GP2. Hey, See, that's such a cooler watching, nickname, GP2. That's such, a coo- yeah. that's such a cooler nickname. The Mitten sounds like... Uh... Sounds like a, a baby version. Child. Yeah, like it sounds like a baby version of his dad. Uh, regardless, here's my, uh, I, here's my MVP five right now. Embiid, Ja, Jokic, LeBron. Giannis. KD. <sighs> yeah, KD. KD over LeBron. Man, LeBron I just, like, I, like, I know we started off this podcast, you know, when we first started it last July, I think it was, or June, something like that. Mm-hmm. We started off by being anti-Giannis, and we formed we're into we formed into pro-Giannis, but now I feel like we're disrespecting him again, but I swear, I swear to God, it's not because I don't like him. I just think he's having an off year. Like, I just think the Bucks are kind of, like, bad, and not bad in a sense of, like, they're a bottom-tier team. They're just not near as good as they were last year, and they have the exact same roster almost. So it's yeah, like I'm not. They, they don't have an excuse for being where they are right now, and that's the only reason why I'm discrediting Giannis for MVP. Absolutely, and I am like trying to be full on of like actual valuable players. Like I don't care about your record, and I don't necessarily care if you led the league in points per game or some sort of stat category while being good in the others. I think it just the MVP should literally be how important are you to your team? And I think those five players are the most important to the team, their teams right now. And that's why it's that's why I have it that yeah. way. Giannis is obviously a top five player in the league, but I don't think he's top five for MVP right now. He yeah, I don't think he's top five because his team is fifth. Right? Yeah. They're, uh, fifth, yeah. In, they're fifth in the East, and they also have six players on their team that average above ten points. So in my mind, Giannis doesn't make as much of an impact on his team because there are good pieces around him. I mean, he has Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and they have Bobby Portis, who has looked like an all-star, like, he has looked like a fringe all-star player this year. Bobby Portis has turned on the Jets this season. 
And he's I mean, he's getting out of New York. Yeah, he's averaging fifteen and ten, which is which is nuts in and of itself. But bro, I didn't even know he's playing that good. Yeah, I feel like Giannis is aver- or I feel like Giannis is not as impactful to his team because there's other people around there around Milwaukee that can do the dirty work if Giannis doesn't need to do it. But see, you pull up someone like Jaw Morant on the Grizzlies. If Jaw's not there, granted, I, I say Bro. that, and the Grizzlies went like what was it, twelve and five when they didn't have Yon, or when they didn't have Jaw this season or something like that. Yeah. I know that that stat will probably get thrown in my face, but but like seriously though, your second best player is Dylan Brooks. Which granted, Dylan Brooks is having one hell of a season. Whoa, but, hey, take take that back. Rethink about that for a second. Bro, he's averaging eighteen and a half. Jaron Jackson's better than Dylan Brooks. Uh, that, that's fine, but oh, did I say second best player? Yes. I meant second best score. Sorry. When your second best score is Dylan Brooks at 18 and a half, then you're pretty valuable to your team. You know, you have, you go five people down on this roster and you have DeAnthony Melton averaging nine points. And you got to think the Grizzlies have benefited off Desmond Bain just being a, like an out of nowhere player. Shout out to Desmond Bain, man. Shout Absolutely. out to him. He's been awesome. He won't win most improved oh. because it's only a sophomore season, but mm-hmm. he would be in the running. If if this was his third or fourth season, he would have it locked up. He would he would have Yeah, he would have most improved player locked up. Absolutely. And but let's be real about the Grizzlies roster for a second. Jaron Jackson is the only player that like you could almost guarantee he's gonna average a twenty. I know he's not, but like you know what I'm saying? You could see Jaron Jackson 20 points. Okay, that makes sense. Dylan Brooks is not going to keep average 18. I bet he falls to 15 or 14 by the end of the year. And you, I hope Maybe. Desmond Bain continues to play this way, but can we really bank on that right now? Like, Jaw is realistically probably the MVP, like all the way, in like the sense of most valuable player. Yeah, most valuable player to their team. I would say yep. it probably has to go to either Jaw or potentially Luca. But the thing is, the Mavericks... Everybody's been playing so well, good around him now. Well, here's the thing, though. The Mavericks are fifth in the West, and the Bucks are fifth in the East, and Luka's averaging better numbers than Giannis. So why should... Why does Giannis get the nod over Luka? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah, why any of those players... I don't know how they got that top five. I hated most of it. Really, all of it, technically. I would have placed everybody Well, in actually, spot. I take oh. that back. I would probably even Giannis and Luka's numbers out. Because uh, Luca's averaging what twenty five nine and nine, and Giannis uh-huh. is averaging twenty eight eleven and six. So I would say actually, so yeah, okay, they're pretty. I'll, I'll give the bump to Giannis. I think Giannis's stats are a little more impactful, but not too much impactful. Not too not too impactful to the point where Giannis is second on the MVP leaderboard and Luca's not even on it. Yep, and let's be honest, Chris Paul should not be in the top five. Love that, Chris Paul. That's a pure veteran but- respect thing there. I absolutely. Think. That's absolutely they know they 100%. know damn good and well they're not going to give the MVP to Chris Paul, but they're going to put him up there just to give him some love. Yep. Hey, Jonte Murray for MVP. Jonte Murray mm. for maybe most improved. Has he already won a most improved? No, he hasn't. No, but I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's done enough points wise. Yeah, get that. I agree. I his rebounding think, assist numbers have always been high. I personally think uh, MIP is going to go to Anthony Simons. Bro, he's been playing really well. Yeah, he has. Kind of 
out of nowhere because he's had a lot me, of chances. Making me turn my head to those Portland boys over there. Yeah, he's had a lot of chances the last three years and hasn't really done much. But now he's kind of finally he's kind of finally showing up like they had hoped. He's right, so. and you know exactly what he's doing. He is giving what? the nod. He's giving the nod to all. Uh, who's the uh, who's the Trailblazers coach? Terry Stotts. Chauncey. Terry. Chauncey. Out. Yes. Chauncey. How could I forget? He's giving the nod to Chauncey in that front office, and they're thinking, "Ooh, Anthony is progressing. It's time to trade CJ." Guaranteed. I mean, I, I, CJ or Dame, got to go. It's got to keep and, saying it till it happens. Yeah, I think the backcourt of Dame and Anthony Simons would be elite, elite. Yep, because Anthony can prob- actually play some defense. Yep, he's just. I mean. I don't know. He just I don't I just like him better than CJ. I just don't like CJ as a two anymore. Yeah. I just I, I just think the six the six foot two was hot when it came in and it's quick to go out. That's yep. about it. Guards are getting bigger. They're not getting smaller anymore. So Yep, I agree. Um I agree. But uh But that's all I got. If that's, that's all that's you what got. I got. Um just a quick reminder before we uh before we head out of here. Um, Lamelo Ball is God tier. Mm. He's averaging twenty eight uh, and seven. God tier. Yep, didn't he have thirty something last night? Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, that dude's nuts. But uh, anyway, guys, what was that? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say my last thought uh, is that the Blazers will never be good until they get a good forward, and that's it. That's all I've got. They'll never win anything without a good forward. They'll never have. One. I can agree with that. I can agree. That's all with I've got. I can agree with that. So, anyway, guys, that's going to be it for this week's episode. If you did enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, favorite the podcast, like the podcast, do whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're listening on to show us that you care and like the podcast. Um, we'll be back here next week, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Um, who knows if it's going to be virtual? Who knows if it's going to be in person? Um, I hope it's in person, but you never know, you know? Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at press underscore breaker for updates and stuff like that. Um, we're really bad about keeping content fresh on the Twitter. Uh, I got to be better about it. Um, but uh, make sure to buy the merch links in the bio of our Twitter, or it might be in the website slot of our Twitter. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. It's somewhere on the Twitter. You can find it for sure. For sure. Find it. And, uh, Yeah, guys, hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good day. Hope you have a good year. Hope you have a good life. And uh, we'll see you next week. Stay safe.